This is bourbonblog.com. It's National Donut Day, and it's the Donut King himself of New York. It's my good friend, Chef Scottish Francis. How are you, Scottish Francis? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. And you and I have enjoyed some donuts, some whiskey together yes, over sir. the years in New York and a lot of fun places. Even at, was it L.A.? Where all we hang out together? Uh, we went to Orlando. Orlando, <laughs> Orlando, right. We've been to New York, lots of great places. Uh, so what are you, what, what's what's happening in your world? You're having a Macallan, I see. Yes, I got a single cup Macallan here. I haven't decided if I want that Oban um, Night's Watch. <laughs> I, try <not> to drink, <laughs> I try not to drink this one as much because I really do like it. I know they came out with a different, a few different ones afterwards, but this that is, is a really good one. Is that one that you just kind of pour on special occasions? Yes, I did. When we did the Game of Thrones donut uh, around about that time, I made a couple of donuts with this, which were like $10 each. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, people wanted, they, they didn't really care. When it came to Game of Thrones, they would just, I could, I could um, do anything and they would want it. It was insane. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I have this, I ha I know it's not as great as your donuts because you do these fantastic uh, artsy. Do you have any donuts in front of you? I don't have a we, um Actually, I gave them all away. I was hoping That's okay. <laughs> We opened the shop today just for a special occasion, just for Donut Day, and we just for Donut Day, right? Donuts. Yeah. No, it's okay because I was going to say we can even bring up in a moment some pictures of donuts. Uh, it's so funny. My cat is sniffing the donut that I have. She needs <laughs> up on camera in a second, Monroe. But I have a I have a bourbon uh, caramel glazed donut from a local place called Parlor Donuts. So it actually has a little bit of bourbon and caramel on it. But I'm remembering a couple of years ago. I'm gonna have a bite in a second. Go for it. You you made a, uh, some donuts with some whiskey. Did you? Was it the Peerless or which which whiskey was it we had that you made donuts with? Yes, you sir gave me a fantastic bottle of Peerless. It was yep. a gorgeous bottle. I'm not sure what variety. Or it was a rye, I think. It was. Oh my god, it was so yeah. good. Yeah, I, I made donuts with that. And the best thing about making donuts with whiskeys is the sugar when you make glazes. Um, a sugar releases all the alcohol and it keeps the true flavor of the whiskey and any alcohol you use. So you get all that wood and you get all that smoky flavor and everything from the whiskey, mm. which you normally wouldn't from drinking. You, in a sugar, you really can taste the true origin. Wow. Yeah. Or, so or what that. happens to the sugars then? What, when, what, what, are, what happens in that process with the sweets? Um, it's just when you, you're basically the alcohol is going to just sweat off or disappear or disapparate or whatever it is, Harry Potter. Right. Is. And um, it just disappears from the sugar. So like normally you would burn it off, like if you were doing a flambe or if you were adding any kind of alcohol to any dish, you would burn it off, okay? Right. But this is the best way to, you, you're not affecting the, the, the flavor at all. You're actually enhancing it with the sugar. So that's why I really like doing different glazes with different whiskeys so people can like try the different whiskeys. And then you really get, it's like you taught me different ways of like rubbing a bit of whiskey on your hand and smelling it, like so you can- Right, smell. yeah, you can, yes. Yeah, so it's those types of things, but with sugar. So I think you know it can be used in many different ways. There's even one whiskey thing that really confused me was, do you remember when they were putting sperm in whiskey? When they were doing what? Putting sperm in whiskey. I think I remember something about this. <laughs> so there's crazy <laughs> things you can do with whiskey, but I'm not going that level. What did you think of that whole thing when they were doing that? Like they said I, that- I, did it, I mean, I think, did, were there little mini airplane bottles that came out as a result of this? Did it have babies or? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but they said the proteins enhance the flavor. There was a whole bar in London that was called Cum Tails or 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 Sperm Tails. Did you hear that? That might have been. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I don't know how we got into that. That's my mind. My my 
my random. You haven't. Would we'll, we'll say this? You haven't tried that with the donuts yet, right? No, no. <laughs> Even the glaze looks pretty sexy as it is. <laughs> no, it does. So no. Uh, so you've done a lot of different uh, alcohols in donuts. What else have you tried, uh, alcohol-wise, in donuts? I mean, let's have a bite of this. Um, a beer works so great. Um, mm. with making glazes and putting it into the dough. Like Guinness is really fantastic for adding with chocolate and stuff like that. Um, pretty much any alcohols are really. There's um, there's this one over here actually. I've been using Empress Gin. Do you know it? Oh, nice. And it has this purple color. It's really beautiful. So you can um, you can do some really fun things. So like whenever they produce alcohols, like with color and like flavors like that, I really, right. really like it because it's just fun to use. And I, you can add a pipette on top as well, so you get a shot. So sometimes you have the donut and then you have this shot on top that you squirt. Oh, it's your- like that shot that you see. It's um it's like the little the little tube, right? You put a tube in there and you Yeah, a pipette. The pipette. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then you it's like inject it. So sometimes you just inject a little bit more alcohol into the um into the donut, right? Yeah, yeah, you inject you can inject it into your, your bite-sized pieces, which I really, really love. Amazing stuff. Hey, if anybody watching, we're again, we're live with uh, celebrity chef Scottish Francis. Uh, for National Donut Day, and uh, and now uh, the cat Monroe, this wonderful cat I have, she's in my light. She's like hovering <laughs> over me, and I think I she may try to get. She may try to get the donut. We're still like we're, we'll show you her at the end. But um, if you have any questions, ask down below. Again, uh, I, a lot of you know who uh, celebrity chef Scottish Francis Leger is, but he was on uh, Master Chef. How many years ago was that? You were on Master Chef six years ago now. I was a um, yep. fan favorite. Well, yep. Everyone thinks they're fan favorite <laughs> from uh, season five, <laughs> which I won the donut challenge and a wedding catering challenge, which I will never cater a wedding again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, so that then was... I was on Chopped um, two, last year. Two years ago, I was on Chopped, and Martha Stewart read me for filth. So I didn't do very well on that. But, um, yeah. That was two, was it two years ago you were on Chopped? Yeah, Chopped was two years ago. Yeah. Two wow. years ago. And it was a donut episode, which was just mind blowingly terrible that I went home first. <laughs> what were, now, so what was what was what were your baskets? What was what what did you make? Well, I only got one basket, unfortunately. So in that basket was um oh, this disgusting mustardo fruit. It's like mustard syrup fruit. I hate right. mustard, which I should never have told them I hate mustard because it appears that everything I hated was in my basket. <laughs> and then there was a big thing of corned beef. There was some Chinese celery and a box of donuts. So I, wow. I panicked completely and um, turned a donut into funnel cake mix. Instead of, I should have just, this is what I should have done. I should have cut the donuts open, put the meat in it, some cheese, some herbs and stuff, and made a panini. Because <laughs> I, I invented the donini, it's a donut panini. So if I'd just done that, I was just I'm too confused. When I go into like competition mode, my mind just goes crazy. Yep. And I start talking about sperm. Yeah. And uh, and how was how was Martha Stewart? I love her. You should never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, I've always loved her. I thought she was amazing. I think she's um, a really, truly amazing person. Yes, she still is an amazing person. Right. But um, I think I was too much of I fangirled a little too much in front of her. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she liked that. <laughs> or fanboy. Don't get them. I'll offend them. I say fangirl. <laughs> No, that's incredible. Your donut, your donuts are amazing. And uh, if there, for anyone who's tried uh, Scottish's Francis's donuts, tell us down below if you've tried one of them or, or which one. We see you post these pictures on Facebook, and and they're colorful and they have glitter. And how do you you make these things shine? Even don't you? It's incredible. 
Yeah, I, we have we had 36 flavors every day. Uh, we do croissant donuts, cake donuts, and yeast donuts. And um, right. it was basically whatever flavors I want. So whatever happened in the news the night before, I could theme things like when we had that blue light in Astoria. Do you remember when that blue light lit up New York City in the sky? Yep. Do you remember that? So I did a blue light donut and people came flocking. It was on the news. It was just like, just stupid. So my stupidest ideas are the best ones, apparently. If I overthink it, it never happens. No one comes. No one cares. It's oh, not man. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> You've done like Star Wars donuts, all these different donuts for different movie releases. It's been so much fun. Uh, <laughs> were fantastic. I love doing the Star Wars donuts because you work with all these molds and then you make, I made all the spaceships out of white chocolate and then dusted them in silver and gold and I made the destroyed Death Star and it was a lot of fun. Again, like Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Sonic the Hedgehog, that was perfect because we made gold rings. And then I did the Matrix, they did the relaunch of the Matrix anniversary, so I did a whole do like Matrix wall with the donuts coming down with the writing on it and the, the, like the black, it was so cool. So I do yeah. love a theme. I love a good theme. <laughs> No, the themes are, and, and again, the theme today was what? What was the theme? Uh, it was just uh, National Donut Day. So um, basically- just a lot of great donuts. Yeah, we have a bunch of ingredients at the shop that I didn't want to waste. We actually gave, over the past three months, um, me and my partners, we gave 40,000 meals, including donuts, to all the EMS and all the wow. hospitals and all that stuff in the Queens and New York City. So we had a few um, ingredients left over, and I just wanted to use them for a donut day as it's my second birthday. You know, being the donut king. Second birthday. Happy second birthday to you. That's uh, thank you. For that's so cool. And, and again, you all at Sugar and Water there, uh, you've been closed really since, um, yeah. for the most part, since since uh, COVID the shutdown started, right? Yeah, uh, they told everyone to shut down. On well, restaurants can stay open if you wanted to, but it's just it, the expenditure would be absolutely ridiculous. And I right. don't think the government the government really never helped with the loans. I don't think they were really that useful because you're just becoming right. debt more, etc. And then who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of months. So like, you could save yourself to this point, but then what's going to happen in two months time. So it's just, yeah, it's just very, very difficult. So that's why we haven't opened since. I tried to stay open myself for two days after the 16th, uh, back in March. Right. I remember that. Everything yeah. Everything myself was a nightmare. I just couldn't do it. I can't open, make everything, sell everything and clean everything myself. What was it like? I mean, were there, were there just, I mean, it wasn't just hard to predict how many people would come in, right? Yeah. I mean, People were, no one, at the beginning, no one had any idea what was happening. A week after the shutdown, I feel like we would have got loads of orders and it would have been great because of delivery and all that kind of stuff. But we're also very cautious about, because at the beginning, no one really knew what was going on and how it was passed and all that shit. And they were telling you all these different things like, oh, it's from touching your dog or it's from making out with cats like you like to do. Stuff like that, you know, so <laughs> we, were very, right. <laughs> we were very cautious of not being the source of the problem, you know, because right. what happens if we're sending our donuts and one of us was positive and then, you sure. know, a bunch of, yeah, that would just be terrible. So it was, it was worth shutting down just to figure out until the government and everyone figured out, all the scientists figured out what was going on. Well, you've been doing some amazing work there since uh, COVID to get so many, you've got, you just say 40,000, how many, how many? 40,000 meals, yeah. 40,000 meals. Tell us about that. Tell us about what you've been doing. Well, my partners, they, um, my donut partner, Steve, amazing guy, hates being on camera, hates being talked about. But he has a few businesses like an insurance company, a nightclub and a bar and all that stuff. So they all shut down and they were all affected because of this. And um, so he had turned the nightclub into an open kitchen. Anyone could turn up and get free food. Homeless people, elderly people, whatever. Wow. If someone called in and said, hey, I'm stuck in my house, I need food, we would deliver food to them. That's amazing. And then, yeah, and then we did all food to all Elmhurst Hospital, 
all the hospitals, like Elmhurst was the hardest hit in Queens, so they got a whole bunch of stuff. And then we would send donuts too for desserts. To, you know, it was anything to do to help at that point. It's more important trying to support the city and the healthcare and the emergency and the police and all that kind of stuff than it is trying to make your own profits and stay open. Sure. Right. Sure. I know, I know it's it's not been easy on you and, and so many in the restaurant industry. And, and I bet it was I bet it felt good to be back today for a little while. Oh, my God. Yes. I was back at home. I took the <laughs> wife with me for the first time. Excellent. <laughs> so we had the donut queen there and everyone was loving. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And while we've been home, so we started doing home cooking videos together. I've seen them, yeah, yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a way to. It's more fun to argue on camera than it is by yourself. I found out. <laughs> so, so could this potentially become something that I mean, you, you've had some 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 good viewership of this. Has this been a? Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple yeah. of thousand views, but we're just still playing and having fun with them because we're home doing nothing. So I mean, so we we're just enjoying ourselves cooking. And I think my fun facts are fun. So if they're not, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So as far as what happens next, I mean, so you're, you, you, you've been doing some great work to help people out. When when will you be able to go back in there and open up Sugar and Water again? I'm not sure if Sugar and Water is going to reopen. I want okay. it to. I really do. We already started thinking about and working on new projects and stuff to like, because we were also going to start the Shortbread Society, uh, me right. and my wife, which is a Scottish shortbread company based upon my grandmother's recipe back in Scotland. So that all fell apart because we were about to do the Tartan Parade and all the parades, and then they all got canceled. So like every one of our gigs that we were going to do, where we were going to go and sell shortbread, got canceled as we were about to start. So right. we want to do something with that. And then I've always wanted my own like hardcore British fish and chip shop. So oh, that would be cool. Yeah. And I've been auditioning for TV shows. So uh, I was meant to be on in LA right now, actually, for another TV show, but it got canceled and pushed back. So I just got a call today. It's not confirmed, but I got a positive phone call today about um, a new TV show coming up. It, is there anything you can tell us about about the TV shows you might be on, or any? Uh... I can't. It's a brand new show. It's a brand new I show. Anything about it? But I will be in LA for three and a half weeks. Which I'm very that would be cool. About. Is it is it is it relating to food, or is it maybe something yes, completely food different? Show, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. food. It's food. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I like the sound of that. It will be exciting to see what you do next. And uh, is there a, is there a special way? I mean, I like fish and chips a lot. Are there any tips you can give us for a real good uh, fish and chips if we do it at home? Hmm. Now, if you're a chip connoisseur and you really like chips, or French right. chips, if you like your chips, there's a recipe that it takes an hour to make them, but it's unbelievable. It's Heston Blumenthal. He has the recipe how to make French fries or chips. And it starts right. with sous vide. So you get a water bath and you put salt and vinegar into the water inside the chips. So you wow. infuse the chips with salt and vinegar inside. So they already have that inside. Yeah. So you sous vide them for half an hour. You then bake them for, I think it's like 20 minutes, and then you fry them. And it is the crispiest. So it's three ways of cooking these French fries. Right. It's the crispiest, fluffiest French fry you've ever had in your life. That's, that's, that's my last so French good. When it wow. comes to fish, you need to go big on the fish. You need a big fryer. If you're doing like small fryers, it just you're going to come across a lot of problems. You need a big oil, big piece of fish, dip in the batter, drop it in. <laughs> and when you're and when you're having a good fish and chips, is there a favorite uh, Scottish or British brew you like to have with it? Oh, Macallan always. <laughs> you have to Macallan with the fish and chips. Excellent. Yeah. You can actually put Macallan in your batter. You know they they do. Or you can put any whiskey. I wouldn't waste this in the batter. So you can have, you can you do beer batters, but you can also do whiskey batters, and it's really fantastic. So how I would you do a whiskey? 
How would you do that? Yeah. Tell so us. you would do your normal batter. So instead of adding beer, you would use a club soda or a seltzer. So you have a little soda, the bubbles, because you want a, a gassy liquid when you're making making right. a, a batter, because mm -hmm. it's um, going to gas inside the inside the oil and it fluffs up and puffs up and gets crunchy even more. So you want to use club soda and then you would add a shot of whiskey into your batter. You know, or you could just do all whiskey, but it's yeah, kind of a harder, good. denser, better. <laughs> oh, I, I love good fish and chips because uh, I, I spent a little time living in England and I was always a big fan of what they did there and, and you know, everywhere in Britain. Uh, a really good proper fish and chip is so nice. Yeah, with some curry sauce. Some curry, yes, the curry sauce. Too. Oh, pickled eggs God. and pickled onions and oh, yeah. deep fried um, McRib patties. <laughs> it's not the mug rib, but those rib patties you get. I love you. Dip, put that in batter. You deep fry that. Oh my god, deep fried haggis. Oh my god, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> and have you been have you been making a lot of this at home just to just to? No, I'm not allowed to deep fry in the house. I get in trouble. No, okay, no deep frying at home. Well, no, as far as no, there's so many people who you know, and and again, a lot of people which we're glad for restaurants, bars, uh, back to work, uh, depending on the state. Uh, you know, I know it's going to be a little while. I think, is it next week in New York things start reopening? When is it New York things start reopening? They said Monday uh, is phase one start. Um, phase one. Yeah, phase one. But with all the protests going on, right. I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen because they say it's going to create a second wave or anything. So I think it could push phase one maybe back. I don't yep. know. We'll see. Is that I, what, is that what the, the general consistency is? I support the protesters. I support them completely. But yes. it, it, in New York City, the amount of people here really could cause a problem. Yeah. Again. And that's what a lot of people in the restaurant business there are saying that this could really happen. Yeah, it really could. I mean, all the restaurants are suffering in New York City right now, all over the country. They're suffering. All right, over the of world, course. restaurants are suffering. It's unbelievable. Bars as well. It's just unbelievable. And they say that 40% of restaurants won't reopen in New York City. 40%. 40%. It's and how many, there's a ton of restaurants. I mean, that's a big part of, the hospitality is a big thing in New York. Oh, yeah. 100,000, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's so many, so wow. many restaurants. That's not really so They're not all great. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but there's a different, different stories for different folks. Do you, I mean, do you, do you, I mean, obviously you've been in the restaurant business for a while. You've, you've seen it on, on some really big levels. What do you predict? Do you think the numbers will be that great? I think they will. And I think you get this. You just have to. You're going to have to figure out how to reassess the restaurant industry to to come through on the other end of this too. Most businesses, the way it happened, either your business worked for the COVID problem and you made a lot of money because it was perfect for it, or right. your business failed. It was I don't really the in betweens. Yeah. It was like, wow, oh my god, I sell soap, fantastic. I've just made my my company will survive. But if you sell something that has nothing relevant to staying at home or anything like that, or you, people have to come to your place. It could, it's really, really can affect you. So you have to think of how to to get outside that. You know how to right. change your company or how to right. you know just adapt. You know? And we certainly feel for everyone in hospitality and, and all those businesses right now. We do hope that um, things will get better. Uh, Scottish Francis, uh, the Donut King of New York. We're, it's it's exciting to have you. You're trying to make which McCallum are you having there? Uh, this is the single cut 2018. That's really beautiful stuff. That single cut is really nice. The classic cut. Um, okay. I'm since we had some oh, pure classic cut, single cut, sorry, classic cut. No, that's okay. That's <laughs> no, I, I was actually trying to remember that I saw. I'm having some peerless bourbon since we had some peerless together at the tastings we've been we did with you in New York. Uh, now you've had the rye. I'll have to get you some of the bourbon. I love the bourbon. Probably make an amazing donut too. And I'm also 
trying a little Breckenridge High Proof, which I think we may have had some Breckenridge. I have tried that with you, yes. Yeah. So we're trying some uh, great stuff. If anyone who's watching is already drinking or having donuts, tell us what you're eating, drinking, uh, all that. Uh, and cheers. Do you, do you have a favorite? Is is it Slangeva for, for the Scottish? Yeah, Slangeva or just Slange. Slange. Slange is the Scottish toast. And uh, it's the tourists who try too much. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did just ask who's watching us on Twitter. Can we get a recipe from the chef? Is there a donut recipe that you that you share that you like people to know for home making? I don't have a donut recipe, but I do have a shortbread recipe. Okay. Scottish shortbread, and you can add whiskey to that if you want to flavor your shortbread as well. Um, I right. can. I will send you that. Can you post it? I can post it. Sure. Shortbread recipe will post on Bourbon Blog. Cool. I'll post that, and it's really easy. You can make it in three minutes, twenty minutes in the oven, and it will be the best shortbread you've ever had. Yeah, that's amazing. And then for people that want to follow you to see these great uh, photos, is it at Sh uh, Chef uh, Scottish Francis? Where's the yep. best place to follow you? Chef Scottish Francis on Instagram, and then just Francis Lego or Scottish Francis on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram's where I go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> Are you on TikTok? Uh, you know, I haven't started doing uh, a whole lot of the TikTok thing, um, but I, I should. You should do like a donut on TikTok, making a donut or... I get embarrassed just watching my friends do TikTok. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Maybe I, I've seen all these videos on Instagram that are, that are like, or is it Instagram? There's the smashing things, not destructive of bad, like anything, but it's like smashing cakes or whatever. Maybe you could yeah. do a smashing a donut. Um, I could smash uh, two <laughs> What's that? Smashing a donut is a code for something else. Is it? Okay. <laughs> so maybe you could do this. This will get even more exciting. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's Scottish Francis. Originally, you're originally from. Is it Edinburgh? You're from from Kinloss in the Highlands. Kinloss, yeah, excellent. Up here, um, the Macallan Estate. As I was saying to you earlier, um, my family, uh, they landscaped the Macallan Estate. They just did the whole new estate. Like they put in twenty thousand trees. They did twenty wow. meadows, all this kind of stuff. You see, they had the new the new building, the curvy building. They did yeah. all the grass and all the trees on top of that and all that kind of stuff. So we 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 like we're entrenched in Scotland. It's my country. Right. <laughs> No, it, it's so it's so, and you have been to the McAllen Estate too. Yep, as a kid. Yep, as a kid, my dad would send me to all the estates. <laughs> so Amazing. if we would have um, the Glenmorangie or Glenmorangie, I don't know how you want to say it. I don't know how you say it in America, but um, we would go there, and you could fill bottles for like five pounds if you had yeah. an old bottle. It was crazy when I was a kid. For five pounds, you could fill a whole bottle for five pounds. Yep, you take an old bottle, they'll fill it up for you. If you're from around the, in the area, I'm sure if a tourist turned up, they'd be like, I don't, you think they, you think they still offer that anywhere in Scotland? I don't know. Oh, my, granddad used, my granddad would get the old barrels and he would use them because we have a garden center. So he would cut them in half and use them for plants, but they stunk of whiskey. They were amazing. You could have probably heated them up and got the cleric out of it. And he got cleric as well. You know, the, the cleric. You know, right, the, right. Yeah. He would get that from the distilleries, my granddad, and he would always have a, an unmarked bottle in the garage. It was incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, you know, I when I'm going, when I'm traveling places, I really do like to try a really good donut. I mean, there's it's it's sometimes depending where in the country you know this, you go or where in the world, uh, a donut can be kind of hit or miss. I mean, but how do you, how do you gauge a really good donut? Is it can you walk into a donut shop and kind of look and say, I think this will be really good or what what flavors are you looking for how do you what's your donut radar like tell us about that i have a good um dodar Don't, dodar there you go <laughs> i just made that up a donut. um yeah i can i can look at the donut and tell you if it's overcooked undercooked if it's dry 
Like right. I, I cooked probably a million donuts over the last six years. I don't know, probably. <laughs> so I, I know that just by picking up a donut, you can tell by the weight if it's undercooked inside. I mean, right. I'm pretty science driven when it comes to food and cooking and stuff. So yeah, right. but um, my favorite donut of all time is Krispy Kreme. Hands you like Krispy Kreme a lot. Oh my God, I love Krispy Kreme. I would love to be the executive chef in the new Krispy Kreme in Times Square. They have this like, like this wow. new shop, like from Disneyland, this kind of thing. I, I want to be the head chef there. <laughs> So you you think you like as far as the uh, and and maybe hopefully they hear this maybe you know you never know I guess it could happen. Put things out into the world looking for a new job guys. Look, looking for that next thing. So Krispy Kreme is pretty spot on. Yeah, but the best thing is the secret that you get from Krispy yep. Kreme on the side of the box it tells you in small writing to put the donut in the microwave for three seconds. Have you ever read that? I don't think I've seen that. It's on the side of the box. If you take your donut you have right now and you put that in the microwave for four or five seconds, because it's a bit bigger than a Krispy Kreme, it will right. change life. Any donut you have, here's the best tip. Put it in the microwave, five seconds. No more than seven or eight because the, the sugar will turn to molten lava and you will burn yourself. So right. five, six seconds. The bigger the donut, you can add a bit more. Just it keep will, on adding it. It will be like it just came out of the fire. Right. It would, About it that five, five, six seconds. Yeah. I'm going to try that out. So, yeah, so yeah. when you're looking for that, that flavor, what flavor do you, to, to say this donut's really amazing. Is it a balance of sugars? Is it a, what is it a, that you're looking for? I see. So the, the original donut is the yeast donut, right? Yeast, so yeah. when it comes yeah. to that, I like when you bite into it, it almost has to be slightly raw. That's the problem. So if you overcook a yeast donut, it turns to bread really quick and gets dry. So right. when you bite into it, the Krispy Kreme is perfect because it's always scientifically done the right way. When you bite into it, you'll see your teeth marks are kept in the dough. All right. And you can see it's almost turned like when you just like turning back into dough. Wow. So that's what you have to do. It has to be right on the margin. Five seconds too much and your donut is overcooked. So seeing those teeth marks is to me, to you is really, really important. Yeah, especially in a yeast donut. Yeah, if you bite into it, it just fluffs back up like a piece of bread. Then that no, that's a no point no. Okay, that's no, that's helpful. That's helpful. No, it's good because for me, I'm just kind of always like, you know, I'll be traveling someplace in Florida, and these, especially in vacation spots, there are these places that have been around for forty or fifty years, and I try to hit them up, and they they have really good donuts. But what's your favorite place? Ah. So, oh, that's tough. Uh, well, I love your donuts. I have to tell you, because I have had your donuts. I love your donuts. There's a place we went to in, I believe it was um, Destin, Florida last year. I can't remember the name of it, but it was really good. But I can't recall. I was really impressed with it. So, oh, yeah. like, you know, what's your favorite besides yours? That's a, that's a. Well, other than Krispy Kreme, I would say, uh, um, I like the donut, um, the donut plant. In Chelsea, the donut plant. Plant, yeah. It's it originally cool. started on the Lower East Side. I used to live there years ago, two doors down from the shop, and it would right. sell out by like ten in the morning. So you had to be there first thing in the morning. Wow. Um, and they now have one in Chelsea. They have one in Japan, and all this kind of stuff. I would love to go to the one in Japan because they have all these crazy flavors. <laughs> so uh, oh, I would love I to guess so. donut plant is really great. The guy's a bit of a munchkin. Yeah. Donut reference. <laughs> he's like this bold Israeli guy or something, and he's like he's a total asshole. 
but I love and respect him. <laughs> you know, I love donut chefs can be assholes. I tell you that. <laughs> oh, really? They can. Be. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've been by ourselves <laughs> in a fryer for years and years and years. So when we meet someone, we just snap. <laughs> oh wow! No, I. Uh, so I really do like the Parlor of Donuts, which are in Evansville, Indiana, across the border from Kentucky. They make amazing stuff, and we're they just started a couple years ago. It's really nice. Some of it's kind of in that cronut fashion. It's really nice. Um, those two, yeah. They're good. They're, these are really good. The um, you know, the whole thing with people staying in, cooking more at home, whether it's making donuts, pastries, you know, we're all we until recently restaurants not reopening. Some were getting some food to go. How do you think it's going to change um, taste buds across the world? I mean, people across the world are cooking more at home. How will it change culinary arts in general? What do you think? I, well, I think people are just going to have to learn to cook more. I, I think right. there's going to be a lot more of these meal kits um, that are going to come into fashion right. where you get delivered the ingredients and then you, you learn how to do it. But I think also these meal kits are going to come with videos a lot more. So instead of right. you get a piece of paper, you're going to be watching some celebrity chef saying, hi, this is how you open a duck up or something like that. You know. <laughs> so I think it's going to become more interactive, more cooking for yourself and learning. And also you see a huge thing right now everyone's cooking or making their own vegetables in the garden they're growing stuff right and yeah everyone's suddenly like i have a bean plant <laughs> and they think they're going to survive <laughs> the rest of the year with one little bean plant <laughs> but i think learning about ingredients where they come from how to make them yourself and all that i think it's going to become a lot more like that yeah but i guess the rich buggers <laughs> they're just going to go out to whatever rich restaurant they do whatever they will give up <laughs> Maybe there'll be more personal chef jobs. Who knows? Well, hopefully so. And, and maybe, I mean, you, you're mentioning you're going to be auditioning for this new show in L.A. Um, yeah. Hopefully that there may be more cooking shows, right? That could happen. More celebrity chefs, more cooking shows. Well, this is the problem. Mm -hmm. The last three months, they haven't been able to cook, uh, film anything. That's the thing. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a while, right? Yeah, Yeah, for content. So now they want to, they've got to film all this stuff. And then now, in case this happens again, they've got to film more stuff. You know, you can't, we're going to try to film a whole lot more in a smaller amount of time, probably. Yeah, if this shuts down in September again, and you're sitting there and you don't have a bunch more shows, it's going to be another three months without any content. You know, so I think when when it launches, and hopefully it does, so we can go to LA for three and a half months, uh, three and a half weeks. <laughs> when it launches, I think it's going to be all like they're going to produce as much as they can, and I think there's going to be a lot more independent artists and directors and stuff who are going to have more of a chance because they can still produce stuff. And all these Netflix and things need them. So they'll be like, if you can create great content, this could be a really good chance for you to get your own show and that kind of stuff. Right. Is is, is doing it, creating at home and, and, and making that happen. I, I yeah, like yeah. I just poured a little of the, um, I poured my second one. You're still on your McAllen? I am, yeah. <laughs> well, I poured a little of the Breckenridge. It's a little higher proof. So as I pair it with this donut, that extra amount of alcohol is going to just, I think, amplify those sugars. It's tasting yeah. really nice. Um, and this is a good donut. My, my wife, Annabelle, went out and found this for me today. She said, I found you a bourbon donut. So that was. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. It, that, it's, really good. It's, it's great. It's great stuff. The um the weirdest thing you've ever seen made, you said there's some really interesting flavors in Asia for the one chain, um, not the chain, the boutique stores. What was it called? Donut plant? Donut plant, yeah. Donut plant. Uh, what, what's the kind of the wildest or weirdest or craziest flavor you've ever heard in a donut? Um. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I, there, there are so many out there. I mean, I make some pretty crazy ones myself. I yeah. did the spiciest donut in the world. So it's a donut, and instead of using water to make the dough, it's all hot sauce. 
All hot, hot sauce glaze with the hot sauce, that nacho one on top with hot sauce gummy bears. Oh my so God. A shot of hot sauce on top. So it was like 10 different types of hot sauces or hot things in one donut. So that was one thing I wanted to do, but I didn't get to do it. So because I was going to launch it for the hot sauce festival, which was canceled. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was going to be like extremely high on the Scoville scale. I mean, it was going to be really large with Scoville. Yeah, that would probably, yeah, you would die. Yeah. But a little, <laughs> little, only a little sweet, right? The rest of it's heat. Yeah, I don't think the sugar is going to help you much there. It comes with a big jug of milk. <laughs> and, may, and maybe after that, you'll do the maybe maybe do the booziest donut. You may have even done the booziest donut. It could happen. Yeah, I did um, one with all whiskey inside. So all whiskey. To using all whiskey, but um, it was just too much. It was really too much. Was it like a drunk. It was like it was a was it a drunken donut? <laughs> Basically, yeah, drunk, drunken donuts. Yeah, I thought I think I'm sure someone has that, right? <laughs> they might. I don't know. I like the drug and donut, man. It's it's so much fun to see you. You and I have had a lot of fun at the uh, the food shows over the years, and you've always been so supportive of what we do on uh, on bourbonblog.com. He's it's Scottish Francis has even come to my some of my whiskey tastings, which have been yes, a lot of fun. From the wife. Yes. Yeah, no, we, we've we've had a whole lot of good whiskey at once, haven't we? Yes, I walked into many of your sessions by mistake too. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of this caused too much trouble. Yeah. We had a good time last year at uh, we well, we did the uh, but a little over a year ago we did the rest the tasting at Janoon there in New York that was fun oh, with yeah, you and uh, whiskey and Indian food work out well and so do whiskey and, and donuts. Janoon was the last restaurant that I went to before I went and filmed MasterChef because I knew um, I know Vikas he was the head chef there yes like one of the most famous Indian chefs yes uh, so he gave me some advice and he's best friends with Ramsey and all that kind of stuff yeah. So, I, that was my last meal before I went off to LA last time. So was so, it? Oh, I love it. I love, love Janoon. It's really great. I, it's such an amazing place. The, yeah, best Indian food in the city. I would say it is such. It's. I mean, it's really some of the. I think best Indian food that I've that I've ever had. I mean, it's. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I was just there in. Well, it was probably one of my last meals in New York before I left the city and headed back um, home. It was amazing, but yeah, uh, the Hamon does a great job with the cocktails. Vicus, they're all sure. doing amazing stuff there. Um, he's a really good guy yes the cocktails they do everything is uh spot on oh, it's uh, any any ways you're gonna celebrate with more donuts tonight you're gonna have more donuts anything else sweet tonight for no, your no more, donuts. No, no more donuts no no, no more, more donuts no not for me <laughs> you, do you ever just so for me like if i'm you know really enjoying whiskey which i'm careful with obviously but you know, sometimes we kind of need to take a break from the donuts or the, or for me, the whiskey. Do you ever go on like a cleanse? Because sometimes I feel like I need to. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been weeks where I just don't eat them. You know, like, like, well, you, well, you leave whiskey alone, you leave the donuts alone. I understand. Yeah. Well, the beer I could never leave alone. <laughs> <laughs> there's no no excuse for not having a beer every day. <laughs> what, you know, what, yeah, so no. What's your favorite? What's your favorite beer? Do you have a favorite beer or style of beer? I do. I have one right here, actually, behind the camera. Um, <laughs> I do like this, the resin. The oh, nice. Yeah, it's really good. It's like nearly, it's like 9.2%. So I really like my IPAs yeah, and, and hoppy. Uh, there's another one um, called Fairy Dust or something like that. It's a really good one. I don't remember. Elysian IPA, it's called or something. Elysian Fairy Dust. No, I don't know. <laughs> but wow. I, I like it to taste like a pig slept in a leather boot for a week. And you can drink out of that, and it tastes like pig and oh. leather. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's how that's that kind of hobby I like. There was this place I went to, and I'm I, I don't know if it's still there. It was in um, I think it's San Diego called the Donut Bar. They had beer and donuts. They had, oh, like, yeah. 
Have you been to this place or heard of this place? I've never been to it, but I remember we met, I met the guy at the food festival that was always yes. the donut pub. Yes. Yeah. No, I went to it um, a couple years ago, I think it was. And you actually can do like a donut and beer pairing. And it's amazing. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like that idea. It's pretty good stuff. No, it's fun. Well, man, it's it's just so great to see you. I'm so glad we can come together, talk about donuts on National Donut Day, and have a whisk together. Um, the I really appreciate it. Thank you for yeah, and maybe and, and you might. Oh, now again, what was the other one you have? The Oban, the special Oban. Oh yes, over here, I have um, the Oban Night's Watch from the Oban Night's Watch, which is absolutely adorable. Yes, it's a beautiful one? bottle. Have you tried I, it? I, ha I have tried it. it. It has been a little while, but I have tried it. I know it's a pretty rare one. Yeah, I like it. They, they did a second release, but I prefer the first release. When this came wow. out, somebody wanted to buy this bottle for like $1,400 unopened. Wow. It's absolutely crazy. The price that went on the Game of Thrones whiskeys is unbelievable. You saw that, right? Yes. Yeah, no, it got really popular. Unbelievable. There's still a, a liquor store just across the street from me that has every bottle and they're selling it as a collection for $3,000. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. But you well, can get this online now. You can get this one delivered to your house online. I know you can. Okay. Oh, really? Like Drizzly? Yeah, like or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're stocked up, that you have a little whiskey there to uh, to keep you uh, entertained, happy during COVID. Hopefully, you know, and that's the thing we've done almost every day since COVID started. We've been bringing another great guest on, uh, like Scottish Francis. And it's just, it's so much fun to, to talk donuts and, and whiskey. And usually, I'll just put the website up here or the link bourbonblog.com. We sometimes do it at 8 Eastern. We just It just depends when we do it, but make sure everybody who's still watching, bookmark bourbonblog.com forward slash live. That's where we do it, and we will put that recipe for shortbread. It's your grandmother's shortbread? Yes, it is. Up the on bourbon blog. The most buttery, sugary shortbread ever. It's so incredible and salty. The key to shortbread and making good cookies is putting a bugger load of salt in there. Wow. Because, uh, because if you think of you think of a cookie as sweet, but unless you have pop and use big pieces of salt, you know you get the big yep. pieces and no never use granulated salt right. or powdered salt because it just spreads out throughout the whole thing. If you use those big chunks of salt, you find those pockets. So like you get a pocket of butter, a pocket of sugar, and then a pocket of salt, and it just sets it all up. It's really great. Amazing stuff. That sounds good. We'll we'll put that recipe up on uh I will send it to you right up on this. Bourbon Blog and we'll put this video up. And uh have you ever painted a donut like a, a Scottish tartan or kilt or anything like that? Yes, for Tartan Day, yes. We wrote tartan that. Day. I, I thought I made that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do tartan ones. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Good. You you occasionally wear you occasionally wear a kilt or yes. Yeah. I'm wearing no mm. pants right now, but um <laughs> Are you wearing pants? <laughs> I'm wearing shorts actually, but I have the bow tie. So. <laughs> next, hey, next time I'll have you on, I'll grab a tartan though. Yeah, there you go. I should have put a kilt on too. Oh my god, I got a little plaid or something. You do have Americans call it plaid. <laughs> it does. It does help me. You know, even though I'm still wearing shorts, it helps me feel dressed up to do the bow tie and the jacket. So. Well, you're always dressed mighty fine, sir. And you as well. It's always it's always good to have a drink with you, buddy. And. Uh, Happy happy second birthday to you, and hopefully we'll see you soon in uh, New York once things are well and better. Give your wife our best, and and just we, we wish you the best with uh, the new show, and we'll we'll bring you back here and talk about it more uh, once things are uh, move along here on Bourbon Blog. Cool, yeah, I will let you know. I will do as soon as I get back from LA. I'll get in touch and let you know how it went. That would be wonderful, my friend. And thanks to all who are watching. Tomorrow night we'll be here at eight p.m. Eastern talking. Uh, 
whiskey and cigars. Do you like cigars? Francis? I love cigars, but I don't no. get as much as I like. Yeah, well, so yeah, so hey, we, we're gonna have to do whiskey and cigars and donuts sometime. Oh, we'll have to do that in the garden. The wife is not gonna let me smoke a cigar in the house. <laughs> we can, we, you could do donuts, uh, you could fry the donuts and smoke a cigar in the garden, right? Mm, yeah, I wonder if you can smoke something with cigar smoke. No, it would just smell like tobacco, wouldn't it? Well, you could maybe you could do a smoked donut or an essence of because they do that in cocktails, uh, essence right. of tobacco. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Thoughts. We're going to brainstorm more. I like this. We're brainstorming. Right. All right. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Cheers, Scottish. Thank you so much. Cheers. Scottish Francis. So, so great to have you. Cheers. All right. We are offline. Thanks. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you.